0: This talk was recorded by Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. Society says, I don't need you. Society says, I can do it alone. Society says that when times get tough, man just Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. In a recent survey, I believe it was by uh, people who profess to know Christ, they said that 80% of literate adults say God helps those who help themselves is found somewhere in the Bible. But if I were to put, turn back the covers of this book, if I were to flip through the pages, of this ancient but still completely relevant text today, would I find that same message? Would I find the message of self-autonomy or the quality or state of being self-governed within the pages of God's Word? So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for this opportunity to speak. God, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. May my words be clear, and may they be honoring to you, Jesus. In your name, amen. So my main point for tonight, if you guys take nothing away from tonight except this one sentence, my main point tonight is that God made us to be in community with each other. God made us to be in community with each other. And that's not an excuse for you guys to zone out for the rest of the talk, just because that's the main point. I'm giving it to you right away. But if there is one thing that you take, I want it to be that, is that God made us to be in community with each other. I believe the truth is, is that if you aren't in community, then you aren't truly experiencing the blessing God has intended for you. But what is community? I feel like that's kind of one of those uh, Christian words that everyone throws around, kind of like fellowship or all the, all the other big words. But does anyone, is anyone able to really define it? I have a working definition here if you want to change the point. Community, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals who genuinely care about your relationship with Jesus. So in simpler terms, it's those around you who know you well and as a result of sharing those things with you, they are completely desirous for you to see more of who Jesus Christ is. That's basically what community is. Uh, you want to go to the next slide? What are some of these pictures? What are the top two pictures from? Anyone know? Castaway. Castaway. What's that wilderness picture from? I mean, Alone, which is a Netflix series about survival, basically. What's this bottom left one? Yeah, Jay Bieber. Yeah, that's from his, I believe there's this single called Lonely. Uh, and <laughs> if you haven't noticed, all, all of these three uh, movie shows or songs, they have something in common, and that's that people are lonely or they are completely alone. Justin Bieber sings about it and how as he grows old, people know him, lo- know him less and less, and how that basically brings sorrow to his soul. In Alone, people, 10 contestants, are dropped completely in the wilderness, meant to survive, and they are, not, they are not in contact with any other human being until they win or until they call on the radio and they, and they quit. In Castaway, it's about a man, uh, Chuck Nolan, played by Tom Hanks. He's lost on some remote island. I think this movie does an excellent portrayal of the physical. Detriment that it has on his body. You know, he has to survive, he has to find food, he has to find water and everything. But I think it does an even better job at showing the social and emotional des- detriment of being completely and utterly alone for so long. I do you want to flip to the next one and show a short video? So, if you guys aren't familiar with the movie, listen, where are you? You're good. If you guys aren't familiar with the movie, Wilson is a volleyball. Uh, I believe, I think it's his own blood that's on, that he makes, he paints the face of it. And he has that, that is his only friend out there. He is so craving for other people, so craving for social interaction that he convinces himself in his mind that this volleyball is an actual person with thoughts, personality, and attitude. And he goes so far as risking his own life when he's faced with potentially losing that last friend of his. And I don't want to sound overly dramatic, but I think that is a good representation of what it's like when we're without community, when we're without people to fellowship with. And this isn't just a new idea. No, it starts in the beginning, in the very beginning pages of Scripture. You see, in the Genesis creation account, I know Robert Shaw spoke of it yesterday if you were at the chapel, in the creation account we see God creating all of the universe, everything. He created the heavens and the earth, day one, and it was good. He created the sky and the sea, day two, and it was good. He created, I believe, land he separated the land from the water, day three, and it was good. But when he creates man and he sees that man is not and he sees that man is alone, it's the first time he says, This is not good. It is not good for man to be alone. But even before this, we see that God himself is in community. In Genesis 1.26, he says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You see, the Son and the Holy Spirit were both present along with the Father at creation. God himself is in community, and that's what he intends for his creatures. So why isn't it good for man to be alone? You can go to the next one. So this is a little road map of where we're going. We are past the first point. So God made us to be in community with each other. That is the main point. And the next three are the sort of supporting pillars off that. Community is what brings us through hard times. Community points us back to Jesus. And the body of Christ is expressed through community. That's where we're going, all to answer the question, why isn't it good for man to be alone? So the first one, community is what brings us through hard times. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. There's nothing, no veil between me and the wheel of fire. I can see him with my waking eyes. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. This is reminiscent of the words of Galatians, Six two that say bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If you're familiar with the Lord of the Rings movie, you may movies, you may know that the ring is referred to time and again as Frodo's burden. No one else is the one to carry it but him. And as believers, I can't guarantee that other people will always be able to make hardship always be able to make trials or trauma disappear immediately. They can't necessarily carry it for you, but what they can do is help carry you through it. That is what community is for. My friend, uh, a couple years ago, um, while, I was, or while I was preparing for some of these talks, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty uh, nostalgic or reminiscent kind of guy. I was looking through some old photos and I saw these, these two pictures It was of one super long text from one of my best friends, and it was of a time of my life of extreme trial. And although I won't get into the details this week, you'll have to come back next week for that, Um, it was a text of just encouragement, of my friend speaking truth into my life, of my friend reminding me of the gospel of Christ, that he died for me, that he rose again, that he loves me of him saying that I am cared and loved not only by Jesus, by the, but, but by those around me. And that encouraged me. That helped carry me a little bit longer. Or take the same time of life, um, the, what Derek did for me, Derek Franzi. I used to live with him in Lexington apartments. I got home one Friday afternoon, and he just found out some, some of what I was going through. And I don't know what his plans were for the night, but he dropped everything for the sake of being with me. And not only that, he drove, he, he knew I had plans to go to a friend's worship night that night. And I was, he was in Woodbury, so it was a half hour away. He drove all the way there with me to a worship set that, honestly, it probably wasn't his style of music that he would have enjoyed. And not only that, but afterwards, me and those friends that he, he knew some of them, but he was by no means like close with any of them. We went out to eat and he went with us, not knowing any of them. I'm sure it was awkward for him. And then maybe around 10, 30, or 11 at night, multiple hours later, he drove back with me. Because, not because it was in it for himself, but he wanted to love me and care for me. He wanted to carry me up that mountain that I found myself on. He was the Sam to my current Frodo when I was in that, in that state. So community is what brings us through hard times. Next is community points us back to Jesus. In Matthew 18, as well as 1 Corinthians 5, those are sections about church discipline. And for what I'm about to say on this point, I just want to say, some of you may completely disagree with what I say, and that is okay. I don't want you guys to necessarily take my word as ultimate truth. That's what scripture is for. So if you do disagree, go to scripture and wrestle with it. Um, But Matthew 18 and 1 Corinthians 5 are all about church discipline, and essentially, about calling brothers and sisters in Christ out on sin, which is no easy thing to do. Um, Galatians 6, 1 uh, says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. You see, the purpose of this rebuke or judgment may I say, I know that word ruffles some feathers, and I'll touch back on that in a moment, is to, for the sake of that person's relationship with Jesus. A quote by, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, if you want to go on to the next one, says, nothing can be more cruel than the leniency which abandons others to their sin. Nothing can be more compassionate than the severe reprimand which calls another Christian in one's community back from the pack, back from the path of sin. He's basically getting at the concept of judgment, and judgment is one of those words that's like thrown around a lot in society today. Here are some some ways that it looks. Some phrases are, you do you, or man, no one can tell you how to live, or there's this song. If you look for it hard enough, you can honestly see this this philosophy in society almost everywhere. Now, I like this song, so I'm not bashing on it, but there's one line that I want to point out. It's the popular song, Blinding Lights by the Weekend. It's like the most popular song in 2020. He says, I look around in sin cities cold and empty. No one's around to judge me. I can't see clearly when you're gone. And I think just society and culture just have such a negative view of something that I honestly think is a good thing. And I believe if you look in Scripture, you'll see that it's a good thing too. But it's important to distinguish the two different kinds of judgment in Scripture. The first one, I will say, is wrong. And that's by judging someone, by saying that they are without hope, too far gone, too messed up for Jesus to save them, is wrong 100% of the time because no one is ever without hope. But judgment in the terms of Lovingly and genti- gently, calling someone out on a sin in their life is viewed by Scripture as incredibly loving. There was this one time in college. I believe it was my junior year, the year I was an RA. Um, one of my close friends, I saw things in his life that made me, at the very least, question um, question what was going on. I texted him one day. It's like asking if, man, like, can we can we talk about something? You want to come to my room quick? And guys, I was literally shaking. Like, I was incredibly nervous. I was, like, afterwards, like, I was on the verge of tears. But, like, we, both him and I, we had that relationship together. He was one of my best friends. And we approached the situation with humility and grace. And with both of us doing that, it actually deepened our relationship It got us on the next level of of depth for each other. And we understood each other better. We loved each other more because he knew that what I was saying was out of love. And that's all I wanted for him. And and I knew that his response was also out of love. You see, sin takes away freedom, joy, and peace. Therefore, it is a loving thing for fellow believers to gently call us out on sin. And that's what community is for. In James chapter 1, Verses 14 through 15, it says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So by rebuking, by, rec- by correcting a brother or sister on their sin, we're by not doing so, we are essentially allowing, allowing death to grow in their life. By, by approaching them with it, we are, in essence, trying to attempt to stop that. This should be done with wisdom and discernment, of course. Uh, it would be very different for me to try to correct some person I barely met as opposed to, I mean, George and I, are, we're roommates. We live at the Jugs together. We have a different relationship that I would have with the average person. So therefore, I may be more bold and more willing to go to someone like George because he's already a part of my community. So this takes wisdom and discernment, not to just fling around willy-nilly to anyone who anyone who says that they're Christian. So uh, community points us back to Jesus, and then the body of Christ is expressed through community. The body of Christ is expressed through community. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 11. It's kind of a longer passage so bear with me. Uh, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. Now to each one the ma- now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom This is only one passage on multiple passages that talk about the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. And through community, we are able to see a more full, a more whole picture of who Jesus is. Because I don't have all of the gifts, and you don't have all of the gifts either. But when we're all working together as the body, we see more of God. We see more of Jesus through that. Because some people have strengths I don't have. Some people have weaknesses that I don't have. And just as a few examples, you know Nate and Ellie Van Zee, some of you know them well, some of them not so much because they recently came off staff. I thought I knew what hospitality was, but then I met them. And the way that they have welcomed me, as well as so many others, into their home time and again, the way that they have made me food, made me comfortable and everything, they show hospitality better, better than I ever could. And I believe that that's a gift that the Spirit gave to them. Some of you guys know Harmon Squires. He is much more uh, technologically advanced than I am, and he also has much better administration than I do, much more organized. And through that, he's like kind of, honestly, he's kind of the backbone to a lot of what we do. He has the gift of administration. Brittany Franzi shows an incredible amount of compassion for others there are times, you know, I'll I'll be with her, and I'll, she'll ask her a deep question, and I'll kind of, like, try, like, go a little bit deep, and, like, my voice starts to crack once, because it's a little emotional, and I'll look over, and she's just, like, tearing, and then I start tearing, and everything, you know, (laughs) and I'm not the only one who's experienced that, ask her about it, Um, but Brittany shows an incredible amount of compassion, more than I am able to show. (laughs) There's a, uh, Reed added a, a point here. It says, Reed is awesome and the best duels player, best-looking guy I know. I didn't delete that because I thought it was funny, but <laughs> apparently I see more of Jesus through that in Reed. Um, but in all seriousness, like these are people that individually, we only see parts of the puzzle, but as a whole, we see more of who Jesus is. Um, so some practicals. Where and how do we find community So, before I get into this, I want to say, for some of you, a lack of community may not necessarily be your fault. Uh, For some of you, you may have gone through a time of life, or maybe currently in that time of life, where you are seeking community, but it has, for some reason, eluded you. Let me just say, I'm sorry. It sounds, and I can, to some extent, relate from my testimony, but that sounds very difficult and very hard. Um, And I want to encourage you to keep searching. Uh, Keep looking for fellow believers uh, to encourage you, to uh, convict you when necessary, because it will be worth it. And keep praying for it. Uh, Community can be found in uh, the church. Now, I know college um, is a lot quicker and easier to find community. Um, After all, uh, statistics show that the highest rates of spiritual growth happen in college and prison And, I mean, I don't think any of you guys have. I mean, all of you can relate to at least one of those, if not a second, but we won't raise hands or anything. Um, Highest grades of spiritual growth happen in college and prison. Um, And it is very easy for that to happen uh, in college. I mean, here's me, here's a picture of me and the boys. And like, this is one of those, nostalgic. thank you, George. This is one of those nostalgic pictures for me. This is uh, my junior year staff of, of RAs meeting during my senior year because a lot of them had graduated. They were either graduated in three or they were a year older. Uh, this is our one-year union, uh, basically. We actually went to Fogo de Chow. It was great. Um, everyone's pictured here except for one. This is our fearless leader, John. He was our RD. One of my best friends, Joe, Weston, and Austin, and a bunch of other people. But anyways, um, all that to say, you guys probably don't know a single one of them except maybe George. <laughs> um, but those—that's me and the boys—and we were such an incredibly tight-knit community. Like I still—I still love every one of them so much with all my heart. But I don't see them very much anymore. You know, um, uh, Garrett—he's the one in the middle of the couch. He's a youth pastor and worship pastor down in Iowa. Uh, Austin—the one. By the way, yeah, there you go, thank you. He's either in the Philippines or or Kansas. Um, (laughs) Kansas. He's either in the Philippines or Kansas depending on um, his life situation. He does missions work. Um, There's a few of them that just live like 25, 30 minutes away. So we can see each other, but it's a lot more difficult. And all that is to say that communities do change over time. As some may say that they're they're seasonal i still love each and every one of them but for a lot of them they're not necessarily my main community anymore because we're not like physically as close to each other so with that i want to encourage you like the best place to find community long term and the most long lasting is the church because the church although never perfect the church has been there, you know, Capital C Church has been there for 2,000-some years, so don't think it's going away anytime soon. So get involved in the church, and whether that's Bethlehem Baptist, whether you move down here and go to Surfside Pres or some other one, just get involved in the church. Another encouragement or exhortation, if you will, for you is to be willing to be vulnerable with trustworthy people. You know, community doesn't just happen. You know, someone's always got to take that first step of depth. So be willing to be vulnerable with someone you trust. And that leads into my last point on that is get to know people down here, and that could be, for you, that, could be that for you this summer, and maybe even beyond this summer. You know, like George, believe it or not, three years ago, George was my room leader, my how the turntables, tables, right? Uh, that's, a, that's a reference to the office. Um, but Yeah, I didn't know George and I would, like, like I barely knew him going into that year. He, I was actually very intimidated by him. Um, but three years later, we're still in each other's lives. Like, I'm not saying that that will be the case for you. But for the next few weeks while you're down here, you know, maybe your room, like, the people in your room your room leader, maybe your team leaders, maybe others from your school or some of the others that you've met down here would be that for you this summer. But get to know the people down here uh, that you can be trustworthy or that you can be vulnerable with because you trust them. Uh, And that brings me to uh, my one thought for you guys or my parting question is that I just want you guys to reflect on for a bit is how would my life look different if I had a close, godly community with fellow believers? Or let's say you already have that in your life. How has my life changed through having a close godly community with fellow believers. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.